This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Hey, folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern, bringing you over 20 years of experience in the Maryland and Pennsylvania region, helping all those awesome buyers and sellers out there. And I have also with me from Presidential Bank Mortgage, the man, the wonder, the myth, the legend from over there with all the money in that vault, Mr. Terry Kernan. Hey, buddy, how are you? Great, how are you? Woo, well, I'm back. I'm back. I got the boys back in town. We got in at about 9.30 yesterday. We were up there in Killington, Vermont. We left yesterday, and it was negative 8 degrees. With This morning was negative 20, and the wind chill was like negative 50. Wow. Winter wonderland, but we had three days of awesome skiing up there. It was amazing, and we got to swim in the nice heated pool at the hotel we stay at at the North Star, which is amazing. So if you've never been up to Killington and up in Vermont to go check it out, make sure you take your Bernie Sanders mittens with you because you will need them they are pretty cold up there right now oh that's awesome well i also got back last night about 10 o'clock that's right you were away too you were yeah. on the other side where it's nice nine days in vegas Woo! so that that deserves a uh, a medal of some sort man i can't uh, even imagine the hotels and the food and all the fun but you did the builders conference tell us what was the big highlight going on in the building industry right now uh, th- the biggest thing in the builder was not so much what was being shown, but what was being talked about. Mm-hmm. And all a lot of it was where are things going, what's going on, and um, and I'm going to tie a little bit of that in in a minute. But basically what we're taking a look at is a lot of the feel is that, that things are going to get better in the fourth quarter of this year. Uh, while I was out there, the um, f- the Fed raised the rates another quarter percent, but it's not like pandemonium set in because last week I had said that, yep. that it had already been factored in. Actually, rates started to come down. But the feel out at the Builder Show was that, um, you know, uh, it was a huge show. Uh, Michael Courier was on. Mike Courier was on uh, two weeks before the show, so three weeks ago, and he talked about the show and there was about 100,000 people there. It was the biggest show that I'd ever been to, and I've been going there for years. Wow. And there was just a tremendous amount. The one thing that stood out, and, and I drink wine for anybody that doesn't know, um, but one of the things that stood out to me is this is, I noticed more uh, people there that had booths set up for wine displays, wine racks, creative wine sellers. You know, it, mm-hmm. there was like six people that I saw and in the past, I, I, I remember seeing one, you know. Right. Uh, but there was like six booths that, you know, were all dedicated to storing wine. <laughs> so I think that's a creation of the pandemic. Yes. Uh, a big creation of the pandemic. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, but looked at the tiny houses, the, you know, what I talked about, the accessory dwelling units. Uh, got more information on that. Uh, visited Genesis, uh, which is part of the Champion Modular Homes where they just come in and drop the home in your backyard and there's a lot to it but 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 that cost is going to be about 180,000 so I went over some costs and stuff. Mm. So that's kind of one of those okay I can get an ADU but I think you know in talking to the gentleman um they do about 1600 a year. Wow. ADUs and they are going to be um mostly in the California area uh, because there is no you you can there is no Restrictions in California, you can put an ADU on your property. And an ADU, just as a reminder, is a is a tiny house that you could have your parents live in 
option one. You could live in it and rent out the big house. Yeah. Or you could actually put it on your property for income-producing purposes. And that's what they see a lot of is the income-producing purposes is basically an Airbnb. Right. So so you rent it out. So those are pretty much the three things that you're, you're going to use an ADU for. But as I said on the show before, that is something where I definitely see Maryland going to and every other state has to come up and adapt to what California has done. And that's basically allow these accessory dwelling units because it's going to help offset medical costs, the, you know, ballooning care of your parents yeah. and so forth. And, and kids, ballooning care of kids. <laughs> and you never want to put your parents in the basement, right? No, you don't. You want them to be comfortable. That's a uh, great concept. We need to research <clears throat> and uh, look at that more, Terry. Thanks for bringing that up because, <clears throat> hey, that might be the thing to get into in the future. Buy a buy a bunch of land and put up um, kind of like all these dwelling units or something or just be able to help people be able to get those and how that will work. Well, well I always believe that um, uh, if, if if I could develop a piece of land and I would make it a cul-de-sac, yeah. you know, let's say you have 10 or 12 houses and you could put an ADU on there mm-hmm. and what you would cater to is somebody my age that has an aging parent or two. Mm-hmm. And they can live in the ADU or you, and, and then you live in the big house with the family. And not my age, but somebody in their 40s. And basically, if you did a cul-de-sac, then the parents would all have friends. And then you'd have all friends, right? So, <laughs> so I think it would be a big yeah. sale, but I don't know. Hey, be like the villages. That, that's why I sell money and not houses. Yeah, we'll make it the villages of Maryland. Come <laughs> yes. on now, let's start it up. Hey, folks, you guys, I appreciate all the listeners. Terry, we do get a lot of um, questions and uh, real-life experience and all this with mortgage and real estate. You guys can text in or call in 301-694-9363. Um, make sure you guys text that in or call in. Our producer will get that to us here. So, Terry, let's do numbers really quick here. Active Homes for Sale is 324 um, which is um, which is interesting because at this time last year it was 218. Now this time last year was a very different real estate market than we are at today, and so therefore none of this seems to be normal whatsoever. Um, resales 173 homes for sale with an average time of 55 days on the market that is continuing to creep up little by little by little. New construction 151. So. Um, hundred uh, fifty-one. So resale homes for sale, hundred and fourteen. The average price tier of resale single-family homes in Frederick County is five hundred and fifty-five thousand. Now, whenever you add in townhouses and the condos and the whole mix, that everything is that's for sale. That number, of course, was below you know five hundred thousand dollars. But right now, it's at five fifty-five for single-family homes. The new construction. This is what takes my breath away still a little bit with single-family homes. There are 76 brand-new homes being advertised for sale that are single-family homes in Frederick County. The average median price point of those is $729. $729. Let wow. that sink in. $729. Townhouses. There are 69 brand-new townhouses for sale in Frederick right now at $466,000. That is the average townhouse. And in condos, and this is just so we're clear. This is all new construction. New construction, right here. Construction. Yep. Okay. Fourteen condos, four hundred eighty-four thousand. Somebody's going to say, "Wait a minute, Darren. How in the world could condos, a brand new two bath, two bedroom, or three bedroom, two bath condo in Frederick, be over the average price 
of a townhouse. How in the world is that? The reason why is because most of these are being built downtown near Frederick in the downtown area. That is extremely expensive. A lot of them are extremely custom, high-end, luxury-type, overlooking Carroll Creek, if not something else that is beautiful, that, has the parks number. and everything. So that is. So to, to that's ba- a big, big number. Yeah, it is. So the cheapest It's more thing, than a townhouse. It is. They're more than townhouses because townhouses, they're all over the county and everywhere, whereas most of the condos, 90% of all condominium living is in in the city downtown of Frederick. So cheapest thing to buy, brand new is $379,000 in the area. So uh, coming soon, this is the number, Terry, that's scary. Coming soon is 33. This time last year, it is ouch. This time last year, it was 59, almost double the coming soon's at this time last year. Pending under contracts right now is 450. Uh, This is a, Big number two sold in the last thirty days, one hundred and ninety-two. Whereas at this time last year it was two forty-six, so that we can significantly see the amount of volume and sales that are happening is down significantly. Most of that is due to just the higher interest rates in general. Um, buyer demand is still pretty high in there. It's just everybody's tweaking about these prices and wanting to get a buy down and all the other stuff to try to get it more affordable or waiting to see if prices will come down, which we've only seen maybe five to ten percent adjustment. As a whole, as we've talked about, over 50% of all sellers that have not sold yet that are on the market have made a price adjustment in that regard. So we made one small one on the house in Newmarket and got an offer that was full price on that. Days on market, 32 uh, days on market that sold last 30 days. The big number sold to pr- list price rate, uh, uh, sold to list price ratios. Ah, 90s. I did a lot of skiing. That's cold. I still don't have the cold out of me yet, Terry. (laughs) I still have negative temperatures coming off me. 97.7%. And we've seen that trickle down just a tiny bit, which is definitely a huge indicator of what buyers are willing to pay for within regards to a list price the seller puts their home on the market for. So what are your thoughts on all that good stuff? Well, uh, it goes back to the, the... The number that we need to see more of is total active, and we need to see more on the resale side. Yeah, and and if we don't get it, then prices are 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 going to be the same, or they'll start to rise a little bit because yeah. demand on my side is increasing tremendously on that's a daily it. basis. There you go. Okay. Yep. And in talking to anybody else that's in my business on the mortgage side, they're going to tell you yes, applications are way up, but there's nothing out there. So so we're starting to get a a stockpile of, of prospects that really want to buy a house. The biggest thing that I'm experienced, Aaron, with, with prospects that are coming in, and I've said this I said this a month ago, is when when they come in and they haven't been in the market before, or they were in the market a year ago but couldn't get a house, got frustrated, jumped on the sidelines. Remember, we had a lot of those people. A lot of them are coming back. I'm getting emails saying, Terry, you worked with me a year ago, uh, but I couldn't you know, couldn't win a house, so I got out of the market. What are we taking a look at? What we're taking a look at now is rates have doubled, and they're like, okay, that's fine. And then when you tell them what that doubled rate causes in new payment, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. And, and and that's very, very hard right now is selling the whoa, 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 you know, is you got to take a look at a couple of things. One is everybody 
believes that rates are going to come down in the next 24 months. Okay, yeah. So what I'm telling people is do not put all of your money down on a house. Do not put everything that you have into this house because if the rate, if the payment is not in your comfort level, find out what is your comfort level. So I'm, I'm dealing with a, a young couple now, and they said our comfort level is $2,400, but we want a $350, $350,000 house, which is $2,800, and $2,400 is going to buy you a $300,000 house. And they don't want that. They want, they want to go a little higher. So I said, well, you have to figure out, you have to have enough carry costs to supplement the difference in the payment where you feel comfortable until you can actually refinance. And I said, refinancing is not guaranteed. It is not guaranteed. Right. Okay. But the feeling is, is that in the next 24 months, we are going to be in a position where rates have to come down. Okay. They've went up real fast. Inflation is coming under control. I'm going to talk a little bit about the jobs and stuff like that. So, so that's the key is, You've got to if 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 you're going outside your comfort level, have a have a have an account, have a cushion, have whatever it takes to supplement the difference between where you feel comfortable and where your mortgage payment is while the time is at six percent. If rates get back to four and a half percent, that's gonna get you into your comfort level. Okay. That's what you have to wait for. You gotta look for a two to three year cushion. In my opinion, and that's what I recommend for people to do. All right. Does that? Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Let's get into jobs and the other information there, and then I'll finish up with some tips and tricks that we're seeing. That is really important. Also, make sure you can text in 301-694-9363, everybody. So, so the most volatile, the most volatile day of the month when it comes to the stock market and interest rates is generally the day that the unemployment figure comes out. Okay. So so we talk about the the consumer price index, CPI, the PPI, the producer price index. We talk about the GDP. We talk about all these numbers, okay? And I always talk about them and how they affect, you know, interest rates and, and the future and inflation and everything else. But the single most handedly volatile report that comes out is the jobs market. 3.6% unemployment rate dropped from wow. 3.7. Unbelievably, or so we were down to 3.5%. Unbelievable, you know, that we even got to 3.5% in December. So this jobs market that came out yesterday basically was, was going to say, everybody predicted, well, we're going to gain only 187,000 jobs. The interest rate or the unemployment rate is going to go from 3.5% to 3.6%, right? Yep. And things are going to be good, and, and that's what we're expecting, and that's what we built into it. The Fed raised the rates by a quarter. They they said that inflation's getting a little under control. They're still going to – so we actually had a great week in the market because of uh, what was going on. And then yesterday you saw – so rates were coming down all week. Stock market was going up all week, you know, good news, good news, good news on both sides. And then usually when good news happens, two things happen. One is 
the stock market rises uh-huh. and rates tend to rise because people take their money out of the out of the bonds and put them into the stocks. So I'm going to tell you what happened. Basically, 517,000 jobs new to the market. Biggest was leisure and hospitality at 128,000. Professional and business, 82,000. This is one <clears throat> number that shocked me about the 517. Mm-hmm. 74,000 jobs new to the government. Whoa. Government's getting a little bigger. So that, that to me, that was a huge number with everything that's going on that, that, that they did. 58,000 health care. But here's where we're hurting, okay? Thank God it was not a decrease. But manufacturing, 19,000 job increase. Construction, 25,000 job increase. Those are the two areas that need to be the biggest because manufacturing does what? It makes products. Yep. Okay? The more products we have on the market the more competition there is, and the lower the price goes. So we're still dealing with inflation. And what does that do is, so so the stock market and the bond market, rates went up yesterday when they had been coming down. Stock market went down, and it was actually good news that we're at 3.4% unemployment. I don't understand it, okay? But this is what worries me the most, and then I'm going to let you finish, but let's talk about the credit card debt. <laughs> Last from last year, credit card debt has jumped 18.5%. Wow. That's now a record $930 billion in credit card debt. Delinquencies obviously are on a huge rise, okay? So the average rate is 20%, okay? Mm. If you make the minimum payment, that's 17 years, okay? Why is the credit card debt going up? Is because inflation is going up. And what we're seeing and what this is telling us is that I'm not going to stop traveling, right? Right, yeah. Because the leisure and hospitality is way up. I'm not going to stop traveling. I'm not going to stop going to the bars. I'm not going to go to the restaurants. Bars and restaurants added 99,000 jobs last month. So right. what people are doing is they're putting it all on their credit cards. That is the scary factor. We need to keep our eye on that. But that is extremely worrisome to me. There's 518 million total credit cards out there. Two. 102 million two or 202 million new accounts in the last quarter wow i mean who is it 202 million yeah That's new a accounts lot. in the last quarter so so people are tackling inflation the reason that we still have inflation is people are still buying. The reason they're still buying is because they're being given credit, and that scares me. So that's yeah. all I'm going to say. And that's good. I know that was a lot. No, but- that's good financial stuff because here's what it points back to in my mind, Terry, when you say all that. How does this affect people's affordability within regards to a mortgage? Okay, number one um, – the best position, guys, let's be honest, that you could ever be. I mean, this trip I just did, we paid cash because we save up. And I tell my boys all the time, if we don't have the money, we don't buy it. It's just that simple. I don't care what it is. We're not going into debt over life. It's just not worth it at all. I've been there. I've done that. It's not fun to pay car payments and 20% interest rate on credit cards and everything else. And it keeps you awake at night. And especially when you're in a self-employed and you're in a business where things can change or you're in a job that could change. And these numbers are great. But Terry, on your aspect of being a loan officer, um, how, how much are you starting to see people's affordability because of these credit cards and things? You know, you got to pay this stuff on time. You can't be delinquent and late. And if you have too high of 
um, debt versus your limits on your credit cards, it started affecting credit scores and affordability and the whole nine yards. Tell everybody a little bit about like why, how does that affect getting a loan when with these numbers? What are you gonna? What are we gonna see coming up? Do you think? So, <clears throat> affordability. The the one reason that we have nine hundred and thirty billion dollars worth of credit on the on the street credit card debt at twenty percent. So I'm not even gonna f- tell you, but basically, you know, no two hundred. Almost $200 billion a year is paid in interest. Wow. So is it going to – so do we see a a huge downfall in buying power with people with credit cards? Yeah. And the word is no. Okay. Okay. All right. And here's why. Yep. If I owe $10,000, the average person owes $5,600 on their credit card. Okay. So if I have $5,600 on my credit card, my minimum payment is going to be about $80. Okay. Okay? It's going to be less than 100 bucks. That doesn't hurt you very much. Where it does hurt you is where you can't get out from under it, and then you go and get the next credit card, and then you go and get the next credit card. Here's what we're going to see is no matter where rates end up in 18 months. Okay. No matter where. Right. People are going to be forced to refinance out of that 3% mortgage that I got them Uh, into whatever the rate is at 4.5% because the credit card debt is going to continue to grow and it's going to continue to fester and they're going to have to get rid of it because now it's getting out of control. That 5,000 that I had last year is now going to be 12, 13, 14, 15, 20, 20, 38,000. I've seen people back in the day when things got totally out of control, come come in and refinance fifty, sixty thousand dollars worth of credit card debt. That's where we are going mm-hmm. with this inflation. From what I'm reading and what I'm seeing is people are gonna have to refinance out of their three percent mortgage. Holy cow, which is unbelievable to think about. Roll in the credit home card. equity line. Yep. Equity lines, credit cards. Credit cards and get back to yep. And it's going to be basically their payment is going to go much higher on the mortgage side. Right. So you you really just have to be careful because that's where we are going. There's there's every sign that I'm seeing says that that's where we're going. Probably in 18 months, rates will be down. But regardless of where they are, we're going to see people. Re, we're going to refi people that are buying in six percent money. Wow. But I think. About 25% of our refis, when rates come down, are going to be people consolidating credit card debt. Yeah, that's so something. That's so. what I'm. That's what I feel. That's what I see, and that's why I wanted to talk about the credit card debt today. Yeah. Yeah, slow down spending, get out of debt as quick as you can. So there you go. Good stuff, Terry. Thanks for sharing that. Um, We've been talking top things that buyers and sellers must pay attention to before submitting an offer. I talked about a lot of it about location, all the homeowner insurance rates, past claims, fire damages, this, that, flood insurance, all those things most people don't think about taxes. We talked in the last few programs, Terry, about in some cases how much the tax assessments are going up and that it affects you. And also why it's so important to do the homestead tax credit 
application to cap it at 10%. And if uh, this is why you guys need to go back on WFMD.com, go in the drop down under your federal state update and listen to these past programs because I have this all on there. HOA, condo fees, special assessments, how they're important. Number next big thing, Terry, we are dealing with right now, condition of the home. Number one, the roof. Guess what just happened to me? On one of my offers, we got accepted. Came down a little bit in price. They gave the full offer. There were no other offers. Gave full price. Didn't ask for closing costs or anything, but did a home inspection. They came back. The roof is a little over 20 years old, and they wanted $5,000 in closing costs to go towards a new roof. Now, the roof may cost more. We don't know. It's coming up. Sellers didn't even bat an eye at it. It's going to cost ten or twelve grand easily on a single family home there. That's like uh, twenty four hundred square feet, and that's if you know the guy. Yeah, so it's probably going to be more like. 15. So that's a bargain. Yeah, fifteen to seventeen. So they asked for five. We gave it in the closing help, and as you know, as a lender, you guys want an adi- that addendum that basically says that it's just geared towards seller concession closing help and all that. They didn't even want buy down. They just wanted closing cost help towards that. We look at the roof, the HVAC, what are the updates that have been made, age of the appliances and all them. So when I show homes, Terry, more than ever, this wasn't a year ago. This is now, which is real important, is paying attention to what are right now items that have to be dealt with that you're going to have an expense for, right? People are already tapped out. We just talked about it. You don't want to go throw it on your credit card. Hey, we bought a house this week. Now we're going to go spend $5,000 on appliances because they're all outdated. They mm-hmm. work, but they're outdated. Guys. Let, pay attention to all these things. This is my job as a realtor. We look at these things. What are short-term, mid-term, long-term expenses that you're going to have to think about? The golden rule I've always told sell, buyers is that when you purchase a house, if you're coming from a rental situation where you don't pay anything, like you call the landlord up and it's like, hey, the toilet's leaking, this and that, you really have to budget probably a minimum of two to $3,000 a year just for general home expenses and maintenance costs. That is a cheap number. If $3,000 a year, minimum, minimum, minimum. The big one, Terry, that we're going to finish up on is the well and septics. Oh, my goodness. We have had a barrage of septic failures. So I want to give – so when you buy a house, when I'm helping people buy homes, we look at what kind it is. Has it been serviced? How old is it? What updates have been done? Any work that's been formed and any records and all that kind of stuff like that with the health department or if the seller has all that. Nine out of ten times people don't pay attention to these things and sellers don't think it's a big deal. I can't tell you how many times a seller says to me, well, it's only just me and my wife in the last ten years been living in the house. Why do we need to have it serviced, clean, and checked out? Uh, doesn't matter who's in the house, how long, and the whole nine yards. It's really, it's really important. So therefore, you need to go ahead and make sure that you pay the money. It's maybe four or five hundred dollars. Have it pumped out every three years, guys. Three years, three years, three years. Please get this done. It's it, the cost of it is just enormous if you don't. What the, the it's reason, like an oil change on your it's car. It's like an oil change on the car. Five hundred bucks. You want to make sure that it gets pumped out and checking the water mid seam levels, the, especially the baffles. People don't understand if you have a baffle in the septic system in your tank that breaks off. It will screw up your whole system in no time at all. That's why it is so vital that you have this stuff done. So the other big thing I want to give a tip on, I think we have maybe one more minute to go, another but two minutes to go. Terry, here's the big thing people need to know as sellers, how to maintenance the septic systems. Now, somebody out there listening to me, well, Darren, I'm on public water and sewer. I don't have to worry about this. I was on public water and sewer till my last house, and now I have to pay attention to all this kind of stuff, not because I'm a real estate agent, but 
it because if you if you're ever going to possibly own one and you may one day, it's so it's so important to do this. Every three years, get it pumped out, checked, and, and all that kind of stuff done. The other big thing that you have to do um, is is when you get that done, don't don't be putting on like garbage disposal. When I look at homes that have a well and septic, I look under the sink and I want to see if there's a garbage disposal. Why? If there's a garbage disposal, it's like holy cow, this could be bad news. They may be throwing like everything down in that bugger. Thinking that they're on well, public water and sorts, no problem. I can just it just works the same way. Not a big deal. That is a disaster waiting to happen. I don't recommend anybody to ever put on a garbage disposal if you have well and septic, or if you're on a septic field. You definitely don't want to be putting Ridex and all this chemical junk down in there. It ruins the enzymes that cause it to function correctly, to break everything down, and to work correctly. You don't want to be doing that kind of stuff whatsoever as well. So, last month, Terry, I'll share this. I helped the buyer. We got into a house. Sam Mount System up in Fairfield, PA. Everything checked out except the professional company said, hey, it's draining out a little bit slow through the f- into the field, towards fields, into the Sam Mount System. You may want to have that snaked out. They didn't have the stuff there. We said, okay, no problem. All right, check this out. Wasn't that, they didn't even, the people that owned it before did not have it hooked up correctly to the Sam Mount System. Major problem. A couple thousand dollars. Had to get that fixed. Everything got taken care of. Found out where everything goes. Boom, everything's functioning a little bit better now from what we can tell, but only time tells with all this kind of stuff. So you definitely want to make sure you take care of it because if you don't, it can cost you thirty to forty to fifty thousand dollars. Hey guys, take care, have a great weekend, happy selling and buying. We will see you guys next week here on your Frederick Real Estate Update. Go down to downtown Frederick. Fire and ice today, boys and girls. Take care now.